Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. We trust you had a good weekend. You're ready to get back at it. And Trent Condon and I will talk sports for the next couple of hours. And we're grateful uh, that you're spending some of that here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Today looks like this old friend, John Miller, a Hawkeye podcast. He's going to join us at 1030 or thereabouts. John's just out of Twitter jail. Did you know that? Yeah. What? Uh, do I you have the know. story? I didn't get the... Uh, it's better to get it on the air. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I know he was suspended, which really surprises me, knowing John the way I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, he got him, found himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, John Miller will be here. Uh, we'll talk about the Hawks. I know that he and Mark Morehouse are collaborating and uh, doing a weekly podcast over there. Mark Morehouse is going to write... Uh, for John's website, and we'll see how that goes throughout the summer. Uh, two good guys, um, and we'll, we'll speak with John Miller at 10.30. At 11.05, Matt Snyder uh, in his normal spot. Well, normally it's on Monday, but we push him back to Tuesday, as there was no local programming yesterday. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. We have officially passed the first checkpoint of Major League Baseball, Memorial Day, the All-Star break. Oh, September the 1st, and then obviously the end of the regular season. So one check mark passed. We'll get a report card on all the divisions, and we'll chime in as well. And then John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, will join us at 11.30. We'll catch up on what's going on, preparations for the season, etc., you know, are they doing their tailgate tour virtually this summer? Yes, I've seen uh, a few of Maybe it's over. Yeah, I, th- I believe it is. I know at least a few of them have already happened. I don't know if there's more still on the docket, but yeah, I, a few news and notes that came out of them. Yeah. Even feels like not as much as in the past. And Right. Well, it, normally Petey and um, Michael Swain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Alex the, Halstead would, used to do uh, it. Alex Halstead and Dylan Montz mm-hmm. would, would, fi- would follow the caravan. Right. Uh, Get a chance to go to Clear Lake and they'd hang out there and, all right, going to go up to Sioux City or whatever it is. And, yeah, you get some nuggets. Right. We don't get nuggets anymore from this football program, do we? Not from Iowa State. Jeez. They are very tight-lipped over there. It's complete, uh, completely changed. Anyways, as is that, and that's not the only thing, and that other part is for the better uh, with, the, with the way the football program yes. has elevated itself. Right. Now let's get basketball back, and uh-huh. uh, away they go, uh, up in aim. So John Walters will join us at 1130. You and I will spend the first, oh, 20 minutes or so kind of reminiscing, recapping from, uh, from the weekend. It was a terrific weekend of sports. So much to, uh, I mean, there was just so much. Uh, kind of OD'd a little bit. Yeah. It really, honestly. I I never, well, I shouldn't say that. I did go out. Went to um, went to a restaurant for the first time in over, I don't know, 18 months in Des Moines. Yeah, how'd it go? It was okay. Yeah. It was fun. We did went, you wear a mask walking in? I had one in my back pocket. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. We went to a place called McGee's in Prairie Trail. It's okay. It's an Irish bar. We went for breakfast. Breakfast uh-huh. works for me. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing going on that right. I have to be home in front of the TV to watch. Well, now we got the French uh, French Open, so that might change a little yeah, bit for you. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, that's Princeton you were, you were, you were mixing okay. me up with. It would want to talk tennis uh, uh, on these airwaves. I know he loved it, didn't he? Yeah. Oof. Oh, yes. Loved tennis. Well, he, he grew up playing it. That's what he played collegiately. Right. Was tennis. That's He had a tennis scholarship. Well, as, he says he did. Do we right. ever confirm that? At I, Eastern Washington, right? Right. 
He says he did. I I don't know how many five foot five tennis players there were back then, but we're talking a long time ago too. Yeah, maybe he'd get away with it back in the sixties. Yeah, he probably. I mean, he he always played tennis. I yes. know that. Um, you know, anyways, you want to hear about Jim Brinson. <laughs> we should have him on it one day this summer. I believe we will do that yes. uh, here uh, in the uh, in the weeks ahead. But um, it was great. Uh, the two Chicago baseball teams find themselves in first place. The NBA moves on. The NHL is down to its final eight teams. Um, the Colorado Avalanche look absolutely unbeatable. Where do you want to start? Well, speaking of the French Open, I, I'm not going to start there, but... It was a lot of that. It was some golf because we were in Sioux City at my my wife's grandparents' place, and that's what they like to watch. Okay. So we watched a, a little bit of that. So I didn't get my normal baseball viewing that I normally would uh-huh. this weekend because of that. Didn't see much of the Twins and Royals, a little bit, but just kind of some just some glances from time mm-hmm. to time. Same thing with the Cubs. Just didn't get really heavy into the baseball. For me, it was NHL or NBA. Whenever I get the clicker out of Grandpa's hand, that's where I'd be the, going. When he falls asleep in his chair kind and, of thing. And there was plenty of that. He's uh-huh. 89. Yeah. That's going to happen. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, every time I went, NBA first. Uh-huh. And very quickly it was to the hot, because the NBA stunk. Until last night even, it was really bad. The Memphis-Utah game yeah, last night? Saturday and Sunday were... I mean, as bad of an eight-game yeah. stretch of NBA playoff games that I can certainly ever remember. You know what, Trent? That's funny you mention that because I don't have any NBA memory from the weekend. Because the games were terrible. Right. And it's not like I tuned in for minute one through minute 48. Sure. Uh, the, the stories were kind of off the floor, right? Kyrie Irving stomping on Lucky, mm-hmm. the Celtics logo, um, and then some fool running onto the floor. Where did you do that? Washington? That was, yeah, last night. Yesterday, I yeah. think. And Kevin Harlan had the play-by-play of the, uh, Another of the one. fool running around. Uh, those were the two maybe bigger NBA stories. The NHL's been great. Yes. Um, again, Colorado just looks like, I don't know how you're going to beat this team. I don't know how you're going to beat them. Did you see what they are right now at DraftKings to what, win the whole uh, thing? Well, let me guess. Okay. Um, a buck fifty. That's what it was. Yeah. Three to two. Right. They're still... There's, There's still, still two more rounds after I, I, this one. I get it. Yes. And they're up one nothing. Well, the good news is is if they when they advance, they'll get the winner of the Canadian division, mm-hmm. who I don't think will put up a fight at all. So it's kind of coasting into Yeah, the you'll final coast in you'll coast into play the either the Bruins, Tampa Bay. Well, I shouldn't say that. The Islanders are giving the Bruins all they want. Yes. Uh Tampa Bay and Carolina, they're the only one that go tonight. But and watching uh, that one last night, I thought the Islanders, after they gave up that power play goal. Thought they were cooked. Yeah, right. I, I thought that was over. Now, right. how invested were you in that, knowing you were taking on the winner of the game seven? I that was, was going watching. Um, I was watching Montreal, Toronto. You were CNBC. Yeah, I was on CNBC. Now, and, and uh, JT did not tweet this. He couldn't have been anymore. It would have been so great to hear the Canadian just for me, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't, I shouldn't say that because he's not a Canadian. Uh, the Canadian feed of that game. Oh here's, yeah. Here's why. Um, he, uh, the country. We hate the Leafs, right? The Leafs are like the Yankees. Gotcha. The story today is in how Montreal won. It's how Toronto lost. Blew the lead. Right. They blew the lead, and and they don't want to talk about Montreal going forward. Is It's now we're into the entire summer of offseason about how to fix the Leafs. That's the story. It's not the team that won. It's the team that's no longer playing. And that rubs people, and it should, the wrong way, <laughs> sure. right? But it was a fascinating. It was a fascinating collapse, and it's a massive story. Uh, there was fans back in the building in Montreal. I love the way they sang the Canadian na- national anthem. Um, what do they call it? Um, acapella. Uh, that was great. And there were some uh, first responders in the building last night in Toronto. 
which was great because it's just, I mean, it's locked down. Mm-hmm. There's no restaurants. No, you, they're 10% capacity in grocery stores still. Montreal to Winnipeg. That's not hop in the car either. No, it's a long way. In fact, I looked uh, there to Toronto thinking it's that another long way. It was like 24 uh-huh. hours. Ontario's big. Jeez. Ontario's wide. Like, I get it. It's a huge country, uh-huh. especially when you get up north, all that land up there. Or and there's only 10 provinces, you know, across it. But to think, I mean, that's like driving to Vegas. Yes, it's a long drive. To get from Winnipeg to Toronto, uh-huh. which, I mean, I knew it wasn't a hop, skip, and a jump, but I was thinking maybe 10, and 12 here's hours. And here's the crazier part. It's only two hours to the Ontario border, and then all of the rest of it is all Ontario. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big province. Anyways, you didn't tune into your geography, geography lessons here. Colorado now plus 135, by the way, at DraftKings. Yeah, isn't that something, right? You can't bet that. You can't. They toyed with the, they toyed with the uh, Golden Knights on Sunday night. Was it 7-1? Uh, was that the final? 7-1 was yeah. the final score. There was, it, was a, it was a dirty game. Ryan Reeves, uh, anyways. Um, it was a dirty game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a fun series. I think uh, Las Vegas will they have to play better tomorrow, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't. You know, we mentioned uh, the fan running onto the court in D.C. Yep. And we're seeing so much of this happening uh, you, right now. You know, it's a great NBA. point. We really are. Do you have a theory of no. why? Because one of the, the thoughts that I've heard a lot of people kind of bandy back and forth about is, well, everybody's been cooped up and they're finally out. Yeah. I'm sorry, but being being home for 16 months does not right. make you a moron right. that thinks that you can just run onto the court or you can spit on people or you can yeah. throw things at people. The, those, those rules, were, it wasn't okay to do before the pandemic. Right. And it hasn't changed in the 18 months you didn't get to come outside. But I got to this point. Yes, that hasn't. People know I'm doing this. Doesn't matter how many beers you have. You're blackout drunk. You still know <laughs> you can't do things like that. Uh-huh. At, at least most of us, I would hope. No, you can't spit on a player out on the floor. No matter how angry you are at them as they're hitting shots on you, you can't do that. You can't run onto the court. But because we've been locked away and maybe some of those societal norms that we're used to. Well, I have a theory too. I'm anxious to see if it's the same as yours. And you look online. And how negative everything is. And mm-hmm. you're behind your keyboard. You're behind your phone. And you're going on Instagram. And you're calling this guy a moron. Mm-hmm. And you're going on Twitter. And you're calling him a blankety blank. Yep. And you're so used to that. And because you haven't had those people around you at work saying, hey, you can't do that. Lost our social skills? Is Be- that what you because mean? Because of that, it's at least a theory. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's 16 months, too. Right. We didn't forget that you can't run onto the court in those 16 months. <laughs> yeah. But there's something else that feels like at play. What do yeah, you think? It's interesting. Uh, it's a little deeper than I was going to go. Then um, I appreciate the fact you went there. I, I think there's something to it. I, I I don't know. My my theory was sports betting. Oh, the money. Angle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, this guy missed a shot. He should have made that shot. Look what this game. He missed that shot and it cost me. Or he made, he made that miraculous. You know, the prairie couldn't hit that shot in a 99 times out of 100. Yet when I bet on him, it's like... I don't know. It might have something to do with it. Yeah. Cause... It's betting on sports, and it's so prevalent now in so many states, and it continues to grow by the month. Mm-hmm. And speaking of D.C., aren't they uh, on they the just list? Opened. No, yeah. they've already opened. They opened. They opened up their book at the uh, home of the Wizards. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the Capitals. What's the, what did they put? What are the, the, I don't know what doing? that place is called uh, anymore. I should know. It's on tip of my tongue. Well, regardless, it's where the Wizards and the Capitals play, and they have a sports book. William Hill, mm-hmm. who's in place at Prairie Meadows, is um, in place at the, at the home of the Caps and the Wizards. 
Only other thing NBA I had was get ready for the zigzag tonight, Lakers Suns. If you subscribe yeah. to the zigzag, he's not playing. That's okay. I'm grabbing the points on Are this you? one. I, I think we're going to see LeBron uh-huh. will this team. Maybe not to a victory, but getting five and a half. <laughs> he's going to cover. He's going to keep it tight enough. He's going to keep it tight enough. I love the zigzag theory in the NBA. You can't do it just every th- series blindly. Mm-hmm. But if you find those series, and it feels like this is one. Chris Paul's done. He's dead. They're never winning. And then we see Chris Paul even looking, I don't know, like a B-plus minus of him. Yeah. That's enough to beat the Lakers the last game. And it's going to, it just has that feel. Problem, game seven, it'll be in Phoenix. And thinking about that, what that's going to be like, oh. and this pent-up energy. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Bruins Islanders. Those Bruins fans were incredible. And it was full, was it not? I think it was. I think it was, too. That was just banging on the glass. The power play that yeah. they had, the third, the sound, how it builds. Mm-hmm. You know it better than me, but this is... The playoff hockey part that I just love and those fans in the building and the murmurs and the banging on the glass and it just it's a different sound than even regular season hockey good at regular season hockey that you get in the playoffs that, that was awesome last night you're seeing the NBA just keep these moron fans from spitting on people throwing things or going on the court we're going to be in real good shape that's, you know what Trent that's um that's something to dig into what's behind this yeah what what is it behind I I don't know, but is there certainly something in the water because we're seeing it uh, we're seeing it more than more. All right, so the baseball from over the weekend. Trent, I don't know how the Cubs are doing this. I, I really don't. They've David Bodie, by the way, did you see him slide? He slid feet first and separated his shoulder. And he didn't touch not like he caught the bag funny and mm-hmm. the bag didn't move. I have no idea how he suffered the injury to the extent that he did. But point being, is he just joins the list of the walking wounded on the north side. And somehow, some way, this team wakes up this morning. Both teams in Chicago, you wake up this morning, June the 1st. And they find themselves in first place. This Cubs team is way overachieving what anybody thought. Uh, this kid Stewart yesterday, who you well know. Oh, Cole Stewart. Cole yeah. Stewart. Was he a fourth overall pick by the Twins? He was, absolutely. Fourth overall in the first round. Fireball and Texan. The next Roger Clemens, I was told. Well, And he, and he could have played college football, right? Yes. He had a Texas scholarship A&M. to play a, a quarterback at Texas A&M. Uh, decided to take the money and run. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did he f- uh, flame out with Minnesota? It was never that he was awful. It, that was never the problem. Early on, yeah, he was firing it up there. Control mm-hmm. wasn't great. And that's probably been the biggest bug, bugaboo more than anything was control. Yeah, Just never had that great control. But, yeah, it wasn't like a guy that all of a sudden, well, he can only actually hit 93. It was never that. It was just he couldn't quite get that next step. He he felt destined to be a quadruple A type okay. of player. Yeah. And that's There's what a lot could, of those. Yes, with high school pitchers especially – because it does take so long to develop. And by mm-hmm. the time that they're really ready for the major leagues, you're talking about sometimes four, five, six years just in the minor league system to get to that point. And I think with the Twins and everything that they tried to kind of harness and unleash that next level, it just couldn't do it. So they let them walk. Talent's still got to be there, right? I mean, you're a, uh-huh. a top 10, top 5 right. selection in the draft. If somebody can figure him out. Right. And he sat out last year. Uh, it's the uh, Capital One Arena, formerly the Verizon Center. There you are. Verizon Center. That's right. what I was thinking of. Uh, thank you. Um, so he sat out last year. You went to, he ended up in Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, sat no. out last year. I uh, didn't want it because of the COVID. 
and then gets to the twin the comment that uh, after the game that I think will resonate maybe with the maybe with twins fans is he said he's never he's he's never had this good of coaching mm-hmm. since he's been in the majors yeah uh, whether it be here um, right. and then getting his opportunity to go up so he he looked good but I mean Patrick Wisdom ever heard of him no neither have I no uh, Trent he's got some power and he's playing third base because Chris Bryant the MVP of the league two months into the season yes. Who will either yes. play third base if you need him to? He play left. He can play right. And lately, he's been at first base, uh, and, he's, and he's more than just uh, defensively. We're talking about MVP. But this guy Patrick Wisdom, who I had no idea who he is, he's he's going to be thirty. He's either thirty or about to be thirty. Hit two home runs yesterday, uh, and he's shown power since he's been. But since he's been up, Baez hits a couple of home runs yesterday. This Padres team's a good team that they beat. I don't know who they're doing it with. Uh, it's one fill-in after another. It's Sogard. 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 Right? 11 guys on the I.L. Do you have the list? Uh, well, currently on the injury and list. And Anthony Rizzo is not a part of that. Right. And he's been out for a week. You have David Bodie, mm-hmm. Jason Hayward, right. Nico Horner, yep. Matt Duffy, mm-hmm. Jake Marisnik, Alec Mills, Justin Steele, Trevor McGill, and uh, also included on there, Rowan Wick, Jonathan Holder, Austin Romine, who are on the 60-day IL. 11 guys part of your 40-man roster mm-hmm. that are on the IL. Right. And yet, here they are. And Rizzo's not part of it. They had the best record in baseball for the month of May. Uh-huh. They won, what was it, 18 games that they won in the month? Whatever the Bunch. number was. It was either 16 or 18. I'm sorry. I would say 18. That is only the eighth time in Cubs history. Wow. They have won that money in a month. Because 16, you're playing all about 500 baseball, so they had to be. Yeah. yeah. So, But I saw that yesterday. Yeah, Only eight times yeah. in Cubs history mm-hmm. have they won that many games in a month. Bullpen has been unbelievable, Trent. The and bullpen has been unbelievable. We, I certainly laughed at those names. When I saw them, February, we're starting mm-hmm. to rev up. Yeah. What in God's name is this right. garbage? I mean, this is going to be terrible. There's no way. Even if they do hit, even if we do see a bounce back from Rizzo and Bryant, nah, 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 it doesn't matter because... That rotation isn't doing anything for you. That's true. And the saving grace used sometimes can be a bullpen, but that bullpen isn't doing Not anything these guys. for you. And here they are. Tapera has been unbelievable. Craig Kimbrell has looked like the best closer in the game, mm-hmm. which he was once considered. He's that guy again. I'll tell you what the weakest link of this team is right now. Maybe position. I mean, he's not. A pos- he's a pitcher of the forty-man roster. It's Jake Arrieta. Who has not been good lately. He, I mean, yeah. he, he gets himself, he works his way in and out of trouble, but he doesn't look like a middle-of-the-rotation guy. He looks like a back-of-the-rotation guy at best. Edward Ozilai. He's been good. He's been really good. So is this is this kind of as good as it gets? This is what, because on a playoff team, he's still, what, a four? A real good team. Well, Arietta can't be your three, I don't think. No, that's true. That's true, too. No, you're not this you're right. Jake. No, Arietta. not the one that we've seen uh-huh. last four starts now. In a while, yeah. Elzali, though, kind of looking forward. You know, you're you're obviously playing for this year, but looking forward, go out and get Max Scherzer. <laughs> you want everybody to get Max Scherzer. <laughs> he can only go to one team. Well, I know. So go to the team that moves the needle in sports talk in Des Moines. Yes, and that's the one. And that would be the one. Elzali's twenty six. So Is this, he that old? See, yeah. I, didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have either. I saw that over the weekend when, uh, and, and I'm looking, well, so is this kind of what he is? He's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
but there's maybe not a whole lot more upside available. But you know what the you know what the uh, uh, the feather in the cap is for him when it comes to the Cubs. He was developed in the system. Sure, remember all the pitchers that they mm-hmm. tried to develop and they were waiting for one, and they got all these guys that have come. Yeah, but there's not been a pitcher, not a starter that you can hang their hat on. This this is this is one of them. This, this this is one of them. But and here's the but, and there is going to be one. It's June, and as you pointed out on Friday, <laughs> buckle up, Cubs fans, because this schedule in the month of June, I am so anxious to see. We start June; they're in first place. Where will they be once we get through the month of June? It is absolutely daunting. Finish with San Diego, then you had two San Fran for four more San Diego there. Cardinals at Mets. You do maybe catch a little bit of a breather with a three-game set against the Fish, Cleveland, and then back on the road to L.A. to take on the Dodgers, Milwaukee, Cincy. Yikes. Where will they be on July the 1st? Now, to be fair, if we just said on May the 1st, where will they be on June? Yeah, 4th, 5th, maybe. Yeah, probably 4th. They're probably starting to shop some of their guys, trying to figure... They cannot... As much as maybe this was going to be, you know, it kind of reminds me of what the Cubs' potential free agents are doing, Mm -hmm. spoiling the plans kind of like Green Bay's plans were spoiled with Rodgers last year Uh when he popped up and had that MVP type of year. I think the Cubs really went, they came north thinking it's... Put some fans in the ballpark. You'll kind of start feeling the same at Wrigleyville a little bit. But the inevitable is going to come. We're going to have to trade Baez. We've got to get rid of Bryant, see what we can get for him. No, you cannot do that. No way you can do that. I have a buddy that lives in Wrigleyville, and he uh, said the other night, oh, it was a while back, but his fans continue to build in. Just hearing after the victory, he, yeah. was, he was out walking his dog. He was three, four blocks away. But hearing Go Cubs Go yeah. and the singing and just being back in that mm-hmm. neighborhood, what it is. And, well, now people can go to those hotels yep. and they can be spending money. Yep. And does that open and up the, the pocketbooks just a little bit for the ownership group that all right, people are coming back? Yeah, we were over leveraged. Well, we had to be careful this offseason, but now absolutely. here we go. Because cash registers are starting to ka-ching again. Look, they... they if Marquee Network would have launched this year, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had that 18 months or whatever it was with just, they, they had to get just drilled, right? right. Had a shortened season last year. Nobody's watching. You're paying attention this year. The daunting schedule of the Cubs. Let's take a look at the Cardinals. Dodgers. Who are in, that's how I ended my weekend. Yeah. Last night, watching Cards and Dodgers. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, something, isn't he? He is. So they finished with the Dodgers. Then after that, get ready. Okay. Cardinals fans, you're going to have a smile on your face, I think, after this June that you have. Cincinnati for four. Love it. Two with Cleveland at home. Go to the Cubs, as we know. Miami. At Atlanta for four. Uh, maybe. This is how they finish the month. Two at Detroit. Four with the Pirates at home. Three with the D-backs at home. Oh, my. Now, the only thing I would say, and I agree with you, the Pirates you should win a minimum three out of four. Likewise with the Snakes. Mm-hmm. Detroit swept the Yankees this weekend. <laughs> yes. Did you see that? It is baseball. I know. And, and weird things mm-hmm. do happen the, in baseball. The Tigers turn in the corner a yeah. little bit with that young pitching. Uh, Might they finish ahead of the Minnesota Twins, well, Trent Condon? Wouldn't take much. That team sucks. Did you see your center fielder run into the wall last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about a blooper. Real. It's going uh, to be a lot of bloopers on that oh, 2021 reel for the Twinkies. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Since we're playing this game, Brewers. Arizona after their single game left with Detroit. At Cincinnati, 
Pittsburgh, Cincinnati again, Colorado, Arizona, Colorado, and then the Cubs. Here come my Brewers. So the Brewers and the Cardinals advantage on the schedule side of things big in a time. big time way. Big time. And I think the Brewers is easier even than I do too than what we talked about there mm-hmm. with, with the Cardinals. So this is going to be a fun telling month. We're going to find out a lot and but time we make hit the All Star break. Well, I bet the Brewers, and I still feel pretty good about it. I feel better now that you just told me June. Mm-hmm. Ah, rooting for the Cubs. It's good for business. Brewers. Brewers are in first. I'll go cards. Yeah. And neither of us take the Cubs. That kid, that kid Williams had a big day yesterday. Prove us wrong, Cubbies. Prove well, us wrong. They have wrong. so far. I think they've proved everybody wrong. Yeah. They've proved everybody wrong. All right. John Miller coming up. HawkeyePodcast.com. By the way, you filled, you, you did a segment with Chris mm-hmm. um, on Friday, and you guys did over-unders. We did, yes. You went under on Iowa State. I did. Historical. I love your. I love the play. I, and for that very reason, they've never won 10. In order for you, if you're better than Iowa State, in order for you to cash your ticket to win, they have to win 10 football games. They have to do something they they've have never. never done before. And the only time they got close, you included the bowl win. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, it was an 11-game season yeah. with, with, the, uh, with the bowl win. For that reason, Trent, I think it's a historical bet is what it is. And last year... You can point to the first Oklahoma game, the uh-huh. Baylor game, yeah. there were, the Texas game, mm-hmm. where a field goal changes that one. They were incredibly close in their historic season of not being 8-3 and three in the regular season, but instead being 5-6. and six. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a stretch. Yes, that's what happens, and that's the way that Iowa State in. But the margin is so incredibly thin yeah. for them. It just takes a couple of those 50-50 games to go back the other way, and you're looking at 7-5. and five. The team isn't different. And another part, the 20, what do we want to say, 20 returning yeah, every, starters. Everybody has that. Yeah. Right. Look around college football. Yeah. It's not a normal year. Yes, in a normal year, if you're returning 20 mm-hmm. and everybody else is returning 11, 12, 13, it's a big deal. But look around college football. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are returning a lot, too. You're not alone in that aspect. Nope. Nope. So you're right. More than anything, it was the historical note, yep. but also that major thin error, margin of error that they have, it's so thin. It goes back the other way. Were they much different of a team last year in 2020 than they were in 2019? I mean, another year of experience. Brees Hall was going to emerge and, right. and Brock Purdy, although it took him a while. And he, don't forget, he finished the year prior injured, the Notre Dame Bowl game, mm-hmm. etc. But he didn't come out in 2020 setting the world on fire. But then all of a sudden, seemingly maybe that pick in Baylor. Well, look at Brock Tober. Right. Uh, right. You know, those are all wins in that month. <sighs> Can you schedule another October game? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. Uh, it's, it's, I like Trent. I understand why he did it. I absolutely understand why he did it. Why you would take the under, and the books are getting all the over. They are. Well, we know Bet, Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers told us that the most bet on college football game of the year is Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Second week one, Florida State Notre Dame. That's that Sunday game. Right. It's going to have a lot of pub in its yes, own it right. Is. And that's the direction that we went. It's it's crazy. What else did I uh, throw out that day? I know I tweeted it out. Want to see because oh Cincinnati, you know my love already yep. of Cincinnati, and I get it too. They got a really good quarterback. They do, and the other part the about that player. is, in order for me to lose that bet, they have to be nine and three. I just don't see that team. I think there is too much there for them to be nine and three. So I really like that one. And then I finished up with my third bet. There it is. It was oh North Carolina under ten. They don't play Clemson, but are they going eleven and one? 
Because that's how you lose that bet. Yeah, North Carolina going 11 and 1. Right. This is Mac Brown. He always recruits really well. Mm-hmm. They I'll, got a quarterback, too. I'll take my chances, though. I will take my chances that Mac Brown's not going to lead North Carolina to an 11 and 1 year. Uh-huh. They'll recruit well, they'll have they a good do. team. Not 11 and 1 good. Not a Carolina. I think they can win the ACC. They could. Mm-hmm. At 10 and 2. <laughs> That work for you. Maybe even nine and three. Uh, we will uh, hear from John Miller uh, next. If you're waiting for a keyword, that promotion is over. Not that it won't be back. We anticipate that it will. But for now, uh, the keywords uh, have come and gone. John Miller will join us. HawkeyePodcast.com. John in Twitter prison, Twitter jail for a couple of weeks. He's out. I wonder what got him there. We'll do that. And he and Mark also did their uh, win totals for the Big Ten and for the Hawks. We'll pick John's brain next. Catch up with our old friend John Miller on 1460 KXNO and 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. It's 1035 on a Tuesday. Matt Snyder coming up, CBSSports.com. We'll do a little baseball, the voice of Iowa State. Before we get out of here, John Walters at about 1130. Right now, our old friend, former colleague, John Miller, HawkeyePodcast.com. John Trenton, Ken, how have you been, John Miller? I'm fantastic, but like, I look at once a colleague, always a colleague. There's no former That's around here. That's a good point, right? Like former, former Hawkeye. No, former clone. Once you absolutely, and we were colleagues, and it was a fun time in sports talk radio in this market for the most part, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. I I look back on that period of life, and I can't believe that. Um, the John Miller show started 15 years ago. Is that's that when it was? That's insane to me. It was 15 years ago. And it was ago. horrible, by the way. I still have some air checks that I listen to every few years, and I just have to turn them off. It's so bad. <laughs> so all the fun all the fun that you made of me on the air after I transitioned to you, it was well-deserved. No, but you know what? You got thrown into the deep end of the pool, right? You're doing afternoon, middle of the afternoon. You're doing the two to four time slot, and you're doing it by yourself, John. Um, that, that That's being thrown into the deep end right off the bat, I thought. Yeah, it was good, though. It was great training. No, it was. It was fun. And you, uh, you, we kept your audience and tried to build on it during afternoon drive. And to this day, and this rubs some people in this building the wrong way, but the only show, that is, uh, the only time that uh, KXNO was ever nominated for our Marconi, uh, you were a big part of that lineup. So anyways. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, so uh, for, before we get into the Hawks, uh, I know that you're, you you were going through some things in the last couple of weeks. How did you, <laughs> how did you get thrown in Twitter jail? You of all people, John Miller. I, you know, I, I didn't swear. Um, not that I was anything wrong with that. I didn't come at anybody hard. I just happened, my in my opinion, I happened to reply uh, and pointed out the hypocrisy of something that Elon Musk shared relative to um, the electric consumption of Bitcoin mining compared to the electric consumption of all the cars that he sells that are charged on the wall. And the source of that electricity is not green, the same as he was saying that was the case for Bitcoin. And I pointed out his hypocrisy. And coincidentally, one day later, I was suspended from Twitter. 
I have no idea yeah. what you just said or what you what you meant. I think he's speaking uh, Dutch over there, <laughs> right? But at the same I'm time, a big, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big crypto guy. Are I'm you really? Have you invested? Since 2000, since 2017, man. I, yeah, really? I've never. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it. It's, it's juice to me. It's I, the stock market's way too boring. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my thing. Well, that 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 doesn't seem like a reason just to have a disagreement or to point where somebody out somebody's hypocrisy and and to do it in a civil manner and that's going to get you. Th- How long were you off Twitter, John? About two three weeks. Two, two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, and that, that's just my guess. Yeah. I could have gotten caught up in some algorithm and whatever. I mean, I just decided. You know, I was talking with Morehouse. I'm like, you know what? The at Hawkeye podcast Twitter handle is too important, not just to me, but also to Mark now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep the at Hawkeye podcast. Uh, nothing but nothing but the Hawks. Yeah. Well, probably probably a good idea. So, just one more on that. I promise to let it go. But so, do you have to apply to get reinstated, or do you just uh, you know yeah. once your sentence is up? Yeah, you have to you have to submit a request to a certain portal uh, yeah. and say you know. And I said, hey, I don't know why the hell I just got suspended, but I'd like to come back. Right. And then a week later, I sent the same thing, and they sent me a reply back. This looks like a reply in connection to an existing. I'm like, yeah, it is, and you haven't done a damn thing yet. So let's hurry it up, and then. Just out of the blue, late last week, I got an email that said, "Okay, you're you're back in. We suspended your account due to suspicious activity, and we just wanted to protect you." Like, oh, okay, very good. Yeah, John. uh, Before (laughs) it's weird. The 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 whole you're speaking a whole nother language. I'm also in crypto. I don't know what I'm doing. I just have some money floating around there, and hopefully, maybe I'll hit it big and and to the moon, as they say. But that aside, <laughs> speaking of to the moon, HawkeyePodcast.com, your latest Hawkeye website. Fill us in a little bit more. It's you and Morehouse. I've listened to the podcast. I know Mark's doing some writing. You have some things up there. Ultimately, as we look towards football and basketball season, what do you guys want HawkeyePodcast.com to be? An extension of what Mark and I have been. Um, and I think with Mark, and I've always said this to Mark through the years, you know, I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't wait someday to hear your voice that hmm. that when you can write from the non-beat writer perspective. Because Mark's always been witty. He always finds yep. funny and insightful angles with which to write from. Um, he's the master of analogy. And he just happened to work in an organization where they have, uh, they have a very, very good columnist in Mike Haloss. And Mike's wonderful. I love Mike. Um, and I just felt like, man, Mark would be a phenomenal columnist. Well, you're going to get a chance to see and read Mark unfiltered, Mark uh-huh. unhinged. And that's the best Mark there is. I agree. And there's been a little taste of it on the website so far. Basically, the website, you know, Mark and I are going to write some posts this summer and all. But to be honest, it's probably going to be about one-tenth of what it's going to be come August when we both get the the juices flowing and there's actual real things to write about and analyze. So that's just going to be so much fun. But in the meantime, we're going to try to podcast every week, try to write a few things each week, um, and uh, have some fun. And, and it's a lot of fun podcasting with Mark. I was kind of curious how we would evolve because, as you guys know, in broadcasting, when you are with somebody else, it takes some time. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship, and and your voices com- individually are different than your voices combined and how you react off one another. And I think the early returns that I've gotten feedback from people is people are really liking it, and I, I just think we'll get more and more comfortable with each other. And uh, not that we don't like the other person. It's just, you guys get what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, you just you have to go through the rest 
and find those spaces where and, and find how far you can push somebody before they get pissed off and develop that relationship that they know you're not trying to embarrass them, but it's okay to get pissed off. And but you just don't hold a grudge. So that's that's the type of uh, uh, evolution that we'll go through. Uh, so let's get into uh, some of the win totals. I know that was a part of your podcast, and I've seen it uh, at uh, in writing uh, at HawkeyePodcast.com. dot uh, com. We'll start with Iowa, John, and then I want to pick your brain as to who do you think DraftKings got right, who do you think that they got wrong. What would you stay away from, and what um, and what school would you you know attack on on either side? They didn't uh, they, they they they'll win more than their total, or there's no way they're going to win that many. So let's start with the Hawks at eight and a half. I know that you went under when you saw that. What was the reasoning behind that? Indiana, obviously, a really tough start. Iowa State's no picnic in week number two. Um, what what led you to the under? Well, yeah, I mean, that's Iowa's toughest start in 30 years, since probably 91 or 92. I can't recall which one it was when they played against NC State in the old kickoff classic out in New Jersey and then followed that up against the Miami Hurricanes team that went 11-1. and um, Since then, I mean, this is easily the toughest start. You're, you're talking about two teams that will be – in the top 20, maybe higher than that, um, Indiana, and two very, very veteran teams. And also Spencer Petras. We don't know yet the answer as to whether or not he's going to develop and or how much he will develop. It's very encouraging that he's working with the quarterback coach right now. That's that's really good to hear. He's clearly a kid that wants it so badly, and at times last year that showed up on the field that how badly he wanted it I think affected his technique, and he was pressing his first ever true road game true road start is at Iowa State in a season where Iowa State has an opportunity, I think, to make it to the college football playoff. So welcome to the show. So if Iowa can go one and one out of those two, I think there's the chance for the over. I'm just not sold that that's going to happen. But after those games, I think the rest of the schedule is fairly manageable. Obviously, at Wisconsin Mm -hmm. is is never going to be easy. You don't know what you're going to get with Northwestern. But, um, yeah, if I, if Iowa can go one and one and we get a Spencer Petras that is an above average quarterback next year, then I, I think that this team can win nine, but I have to see it before I believe it. So to me, you know, eight was the number that I felt this year and eight and a half was the over under that DraftKings had. So that was a pretty quick under for me. We know the quarterback position remains a question mark. What else offensively? concerns you when you look at this team in its totality on that side of the football Petrus let's take takes that step but it doesn't translate to wins because of what offensively uh offensive tackle doesn't become what the Iowa standard is and I'm not saying like the Tristan worse um Brian Balaga standard I'm saying just the standard of upper third offensive tackles in the big 10 they've got some question marks there they've got uh, a lot of inexperience there. I think that they've got some nice athletic bodies. And, uh, I mean, I would bet that they get it sorted out, but we don't know yet. We don't know how well those guys will be. I think on the inside, from center to guard to guard, they're really good, mm-hmm. probably as good as anybody in the league, um, especially considering Tyler Linderbaum maybe the best center in college football mm-hmm. coming back this year. But, yeah, offensive tackle. Uh, can that develop to the Iowa standard? If so, then yeah, I, I think I feel even better about going over the eight and a half. What about uh, Tracy and Reganey? Obviously, Smith and Smith Marset are gone. Those two guys that we that uh, Tracy and Reganey, they were there, but now they're going to be asked to play more significant role in this offense. John, are they up to it? 
I think so. I, I think Tracy's very much up to it. It's just going to be interesting at what portion of the field do you get the ball in Tracy's hand? You know, what are you going to try to stretch the field with him? I don't know that that's great because he's not exactly a big, tall target. Um, are you going to try to get him worked into more quick hitter slants and crossers? That's what I would look to do with him. But I think Regani's basically going to be playing that position. So I think getting the ball to Tracy, uh, that's where ball placement becomes so important, not just getting the ball to somebody who's open and not overthrowing them, but getting them coming out of their breaks so that they can make some, you know, make some yak yards after the catch plays. And I think that's so important with Tracy. If you remember the play that he had against Northwestern a couple of years ago, where there was five guys around him, he was on a crosser and he got away and scored. Getting the ball to Tracy at the right spot is, is paramount. And if Petrus can make that development, then Tracy's going to have a monster year. Defensively, we talked about the defensive line. And more than anything, I think they're going to be able to find guys that can slow down the run. How do you generate a pass rush in today's football, too, where it's so many, not even five-step drops. Let's get the ball out quickly. you got to have guys that can get there quickly. Does Iowa have those kind of guys on the roster? Do they have enough to not stop the run but actually get to quarterbacks? You know, I don't know. I mean, Van Valkenburg really shined late in the year. I think his development mm-hmm. from Game 1 to Game 8 was as, as noticeable as anyone on the team. Um, but he's not exactly... Um, an Epinesa or a Golston, a guy that you know you can pencil in for ten sacks per se. But he had a really good year. Now he had he had a you know a, a once in a decade um, defensive lineman in Davian Nixon who was just an absolute freak, and then he had Golston on the other side. The, I, I think the the starting four are going to be nowhere near as quality as what we saw last year. But I think depth wise, I think Y.A. Black is someone that. And whenever I hear people talk about YA Black, and I talk sometimes with parents of current players that you know talk to their kids, and and the, the kids on the team think that YA Black's going to be there for maybe two more years, and then he's going pro. He's just that freakishly good. Is everything that I've heard. Now he was you know nicked up in the spring, but I, I think that they've got some players. And if if the interior line can provide any type of bubble disruption. That just makes things easier on the edge, guys. So Iowa's defensive line, even in the years when they don't have that big pass rush, if the interior linemen can be gap sound and fulfill their assignments, they're usually okay. But Scott Dockerman has a phenomenal running statistic that, you know, in years that Iowa doesn't get – in years that Iowa gets 30 or more sacks, they typically win 9, 10, 11 games. And when they don't, they don't. I don't know that they're going to get to 30 sacks this year, but I will say the back seven of this defense may be as good as Iowa has mm-hmm. had since 2004. Yeah, the linebackers are terrific, uh, no doubt about that. I'm with you. This back seven is um, um, they're going to do some damage. So let's go to basketball, John. Uh, what's what's your take on the Bohannon thing? It's been over a week now, and nothing's come nothing's come out of it as far as you know the legal side of things. I'm wondering if they're just going to make the, they just want this to go away, and nothing will come forward. Whether you know, obviously Bohannon must have done something right to get in the pickle that he did. I, I'm just wondering if they just want this to go away and just uh, let's get let's just forget about it. Where where, where are you on Bohannon and what took place last weekend or the weekend before last uh, in Iowa City? Yeah, I mean, all, all I know is what we've seen on the videotape, and so we've all seen the same thing. 
none of us can hear the audio exchanges and none of us know what was said or done to precipitate the rising tension. It looked like to me that Jordan had every opportunity to walk away, to just diffuse the situation, be the 24-year-old that he is, and just know that he just needs to get away. But, you know, he made a decision. And um, I think that I'll be surprised if we see him uptown all that much uh, going forward. Um, I, 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 my hunch is that Jordan probably has some regrets because mm-hmm. he had several opportunities to bail. But, again, I don't know what was said. I don't know if the magic words were said beforehand or not. But when you got a phone recording at somebody in somebody's face and alcohol is involved, I mean, it's just a, it's just a bad recipe. I agree with you. My guess is this probably goes away, but that's only based on what we could observe. I don't know if there's anything more sinister going on underfoot, but yeah, I, I think this, you, I think this one gets chalked up to a life lesson. Yep, we think we know. I've got one of those. On, I've got one of those on my chin that reminds me every every day: do not run from the police. Still, that bump on my chin that hasn't gone away since I was 27. Nice. See that in the mirror every single morning. Maybe I get every to... day. That's my life. That's that's a character bump. I call it. Huh. it. Might be some character building for this Iowa basketball team this year. Do you think they're going to be any good? I think that they have a chance to be a bubble team. Um, okay. Obviously, we got to sit back, wait to see what the rest of the league looks like after you know the transfer stuff is. Is settled. I think Indiana's probably going to be a lot better team than they were a year ago. Um, you know, I don't know if Michigan will still be at the same level, but every year I doubt. I mean, they've got an incredible recruiting class coming. Yeah. I mean, maybe the number one recruiting class in the country. So I think that I think Iowa, if Iowa can get to ten and ten without even looking at the schedule, I feel like they got a shot at maybe getting uh, being a, like a. 9, 10, 11 seed, Mm -hmm. that to me feels like their ceiling. But that said, it doesn't mean that I'm not excited to see what they look like. I don't think Wieskamp will be there. I think we know the guys that are going to be there right now. Uh, I think Rebracha is is a classic five, an undersized five at 6'9", but the guy can score. He did well last year when he played against Minnesota. I think Joe Toussaint, clearly Fran has signaled, even though not publicly, but he's done it to Jordan Bohannon, and Jordan Bohannon made it public is that Joe, Joe Toussaint's the point guard for this team. Uh, I don't know that Connor's going to be healthy when the season starts, and even so, I kind of get the feeling that, you know, uh, you know he's, he's not going to be playing the point. It's going to be Joe Toussaint, and I, I'm excited to see how they look. Um, it, it's, you know, it's fun. It's not, a, it's not the same level of excitement this time a year ago that I had uh, for that team because, you know, that team kind of became what we thought it could be, but – you know, it kind of reminds me of the year when Garza and Pemzel and Bohannon and those guys, not maybe not Jordan, but Jordan was a sophomore, but when, when Garza and them were freshmen, um, they really overachieved, really played beyond what I thought they would be. I think this team will be better than that team, um, but I, I think that they'll be a bubble team. HawkeyePodcast.com. John Miller and Mark Morehouse, two of our favorites. John, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. We will impose on you and Mark periodically throughout the season. Uh, we'll uh, read HawkeyePodcast.com. And for the podcast listeners out there, here's one to add to your rotation. Thank you, pal. Good to talk to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for thinking of me. Yep. Bye. John Miller, HawkeyePodcast.com. Good to hear from John. Always is Absolutely. and out of Twitter jail. Out of Twitter jail. Two weeks in. That's uh, it's, it. Seems like 
You'd have to do more to get put in that, right? There are people that are big supporters of everything Elon Musk does. Is that, what, is that right? They'll come after you. And maybe it wow. was just simple as that. Maybe a host of them got a hold of that tweet and sent it to Twitter multiple times saying, hey, go get this guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Miller and Condon, back to wrap up the hour. Baseball conversation, lead off hour number two. Iowa State conversation in the middle of hour number two with John Walters. It's 1460 KXNO and 106- Limitations apply. Final minute or so of hour number one. Well, buckle up. <laughs> Do you remember the, uh, it's history repeating itself. Remember how Brett Favre dominated sports talk radio for is Willie or is he or isn't he? I guess Aaron Rodgers is about to enter that kind of territory, right? It's June 1st. It's June 1st, Trent. I thought this was going to be happening today. Well, it's 3 o'clock. It's, oh. Yeah, the league year... Or June first, whatever that it doesn't start till three o'clock, three o'clock in the NFL Central Time. Or is that Central? No, four Eastern, four three Eastern. hour time. Okay, yes, I know. I got it. So if there is going to be Meeting a Julio this afternoon, Jones, all right, see, all right. I just need to be close to my Twitter feed, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't. I think you need to for Julio Jones. I don't think you need to for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Gutekunst is just gonna. He's 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 um he's gonna call his bluff. Yeah, yeah, and he's said that a couple of times mm-hmm. now in the media. Yeah, and there's a big piece at the Athletic that. Uh, posted, I think, yesterday along those very lines. He thinks Aaron Rodgers wants to play football, and if he does, he's going to play football at Lambeau Field for his home games. And if he doesn't, well... Boy, I would have loved to see him in the Bronco uniform. Yeah. Browns uniform. I know. any other Raiders way, uniform. Just get the hell out of the north, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if it's going to happen. I do know that Matt Snyder is going to join us to kick off our number two, and John Walters is going to join us at the bottom of the hour on Iowa State. It's Miller and Condon. We're here until noon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.